I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. I want to welcome everybody to this episode of Drink of Ages radio show here on ESPN 97.5. I am John Denman. I am Tom Painter. Casey Motes. I'm Casey Motes. (laughs) We are hanging out here at Eureka Heights. We are. On a Tuesday. This is a good way to spend a Tuesday afternoon. Well, that's when I was trying to figure out, like, what I want to do this Tuesday. Yeah. Actually, it started last Tuesday. <laughs> what I wanted to do. <laughs> this come to Eureka Heights, but we had to push it off another week. But now, yeah, not for anybody's fault but my own. But we are here. <laughs> and in the event, it was like, really? We, we're we're going to be at Eureka Heights yeah. on Tuesday. And you could have showed up last Tuesday. You could have just hung out. Uh, you did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Did yeah. you show up last Tuesday? Yeah, we were here yeah. last Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, we hung yeah. out for a little bit. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> you know, I got to talk to all the brew, brew crew and everybody to say hello. They're like, hey, John, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's up, everybody? What are you doing here? <laughs> then, then just, it was still good. But Awesome. Yeah, happy to be here today. Uh, drinking some mini boss, one of my favorite IPAs that is produced anywhere. Yeah. Great. It's delicious. Yeah. It's a workhorse. It's a, well, when I first got here, you had another form of mini boss that was on tap. That is on tap now. Yeah. So one of the projects and uh, we've been working on for a while was uh, working with experimental hops. Um, there's a hop breeding company. It's called HBC. It's a combination of two largest really hop growers in the U- U.S. and worldwide, Barthas and Yakima Chief Ranches. Um, they basically are breeding, I don't know, 10,000 different hop varieties every year, testing viability, aroma, all these different characteristics. Of those 10,000, I don't know, a handful, a couple dozen might make it through over the course of a decade. So um, we're using these experimental hops in a series of four beers, taking kind of one of our core brands, tweaking it, dry hopping it with these hops. Um, They're generally not even named yet. They're numbered HBC 692 is one of them because they don't want to pay a lawyer to go trademark it until they know people actually want to use it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we actually have Mini Boss uh, dry hopped with one of the new experimental hops. We have Buckle Bunny or Cream Ale dry hopped with a hop that gives it a really cool like barrel aged Pinot Noir character. Just funky stuff, trying it, called Hypotheseries because uh, that way, if it doesn't turn out, we just like, well, it's experimental. You guys aren't supposed <laughs> to really like know what to expect. Yeah, it's all R&D. Yeah, oh. R&D. Yeah. But, yeah, that, we're on week uh, three this week. Um, we've got a Pale Ale coming out with a, a hop, and then um, next week is um, a Hellas Lager that we dry hopped with a hop that's now named because they've done it a few years and uh, just got called Talus. Um, I'm sure that means something in Greek. That's usually where hop names come from. But, uh, yeah, it's been a really fun project, something we wanted to do experimental for a while, um, really highlight what these hop growers are doing as uh, challenging year in the industry, um, hop growers didn't know what to expect. So they're always working on innovating, trying these new ingredients, because if one takes off, it can really change their entire farm portfolio. And then, I mean, Citra is a hop that we use in a lot of beers, and it's the number one grown hop in the U.S. Um, seven, eight years ago, it was kind of this new up-and-comer. So within a less than a decade, you can see the agriculture nature of so the hop growing industry changed substantially. And that impacts financially a lot of farmers. So everyone's trying to the new thing because if it hits, it can be a huge, uh, huge windfall for them. 
Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's only so much, so, so much land that's growing hops, and so yeah. you, know, you want to put the whatever the people are really going to buy. Yeah, hops like anything. I grew up. We were grape farmers in California, so definitely familiar with like the. Uh, you have to make money, and farming's hard. So hop growers might manage uh, 10, 12 different varieties, and some of that's balancing old staples, Cascades, Centennial, these hops that they know there's a market for, but then you have to try these new experimentals. Um, also worrying about, yeah, by the time you transition from one variety to another, you might lose a couple years of good yield, and can you, you have that built into your business model and all those challenges. So um, it's one of my passions, definitely the agriculture nature of just beer in general, but the hops are fun. Getting to go up to Yakima Valley in central Washington. and That is a good time. Yeah, you've been up there. Yes. Spend a week and you just get to go drink beer with hop farmers and hang out with some of the coolest guys in the world. <laughs> Just, yeah. just horrible times, too. Yeah, horrible times. Worst yeah. part of the country you Ugly can go to. Ugly part of the country. Yeah. Uh, you got to drive through mountains. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. Terrain, yeah. hills, rivers, clean water. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, I'm with you. But, uh, but when you do hop selection, uh, one, one thing that, that is cool about this farmer is that you do hop selection and you're choosing hops for the next year. So at least they, have, they can plant accordingly. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, we have a whole bunch of these hops and nobody's buying it. Yeah, that's one thing that, I mean, hop growers, like anything, they need to project out. So, yeah, we work in a lot of small breweries. You may not have to, but you're not guaranteed you're going to get the hops two years from now unless you have a contract. And so we project out four years at a time and work with the growers. And it's part of making sure we're safe, but it's also so the farmers know what to expect. Because, again, if they have to change impact, it might lead to a shortage in certain varieties and things like that. So... The better they know what brewers are willing to commit to, the more likely that those hops are going to be actually available for us because they can still have a drought. Uh, there was a giant windstorm last Labor Day that lost about 11% of the yield for the following two weeks. So, like, you just can't control that. That's the nature of what's happening. But at least we generally, if, if we have a contract, then we're in the front of the line. If you don't, then you might be kind of left out in the cold yeah and miss out on your hops yeah and once you you know i mean you you make mini boss there's a specific hops that you use for that and if you can't use those hops and you really if you can't get those hops and you can't make mini boss yeah pretty much and i think those challenges as breweries grow can you source the right materials and cost of goods all the really sexy stuff about brewing that everyone's here to listen to uh yeah those are the different challenges and yeah mini boss it's half citra half mosaic we can't sub out those hops they're very unique and um, some hops, there might be things you can kind of get close, but that's a flagship beer for us. And we start making that taste different. Y'all are going to know, and we're going to hear that real quick. Oh, those so, Yelp reviews are going to get awful. Yeah. Untap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Untap. That's, that's a fun way to spend a Saturday afternoon if you want to hate yourself. So uh, <laughs> I learned that very early in my brewing career. I think my first commercial beer uh, was called uh, Rye IPA was the name of it. And I remember a review that a buddy sent me was I don't like rye and I don't like IPAs and I didn't like this beer. It's like, well, come on. Like, we're not hiding it. We're not being, it's not a cutesy, dumb name because we do a lot of that here. So, but uh, back in the, yeah, back in that time, it was like, we said exactly what it was. And like, I don't know. I'm not that big on like cucumbers. So if I go order like a cucumber platter and don't you like it. You might not like it as then much. I might not like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Mini Boss is, is, a fantastic beer and uh, you guys you brew a bunch of lower abv beers uh yeah. very sessionable very clean very easy drinking uh, but then every once in a while you know you drop like nuke the wells yeah. or something much well they much aren't larger. they all aren't like super low abv this isn't you know yeah that's what i don't want to be an abvist here yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> but 
these are all decently. They're in a good range, John. Good range. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We that's started a, out doing that's that. a good so range been, on the board. We've been talking long enough. That's always what we talked about. And yeah, we we still say if it can be lower ABV, if you can have a little less alcohol in it, that's good. I just I mean, like to think that mini boss, I can have like eight of them. Yeah, no, no. So uh, <laughs> yeah. no, you can. Yeah. <laughs> we have time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we always think that, yeah, if you can't have a beer that's a little lighter, um, not in flavor, but in alcohol, I mean, that means you can have an extra pint. That means you can just maybe have that in an afternoon versus later in the day. And for us, we're all about pairing food with beer. So whenever we're having lunch on a Saturday, if we can have a beer that really complements it well without being just a 9% big thing that's going to make us take a nap for the rest of the day, then we think that's great. Um, that being said, we do plenty of IPAs, plenty of 7 8% beers, but... For the most part, we kind of, when we're developing a new beer, it doesn't, can it be 4.5%? Can it be 5%? Um, and also, there's kind of a low range we've seen. So, uh, Neon Moon's our current seasonal. It's 4.3%. That's a beer I initially brewed for my wife when she was pregnant. It's about 1.5%, 2%. So, you could have half a pint your third trimester and be all right. She could have a cold beer, which is definitely something she was missing. Um, but a lot of people don't want to drink a 2% beer because if you're going to have a beer, you might as well get a little alcohol in it. Um, so trying to find that balance for sure. Or a lot, sure. but yeah. yes. Or a lot, yeah. yeah. Like John talks about all the low ABV sessionable beers, and he's drinking our one of our stronger ones. But. <laughs> yeah, start up to top, so, work yeah. my way down. <laughs> but it's true. Every like John and I go to a lot of bars all around the city, and he's usually if he's lost on the menu, like you know, arms in the air, uh, just give me a mini bus. There you go. <laughs> the, the, uh, it's kind of one of his go-to's for sure. Yeah. Well, let's uh, take a quick break because I am about out of beer. And go get that refill. And we'll be back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show here on ESPN 975. Stay tuned. Eureka Heights has been making interesting and approachable and fun beer since 2016. If you like awards, they got them. How about two gold medals at the Great American Beer Festival, the largest beer competition in the United States? The beers include flagships like Buckle Bunny Cream Ale, one of my all-time favorites, Mini Boss IPA, to seasonals like Neon Moon Belgian Single, plus launching soon, Fizzy Pants Hard Seltzer. You can find their tasty beverages all across Houston or at the tap room located in the Heights. The tap room is currently open Thursday through Sunday and is probably jamming out some yacht rock right now, keeping it smooth and mellow. Eureka Heights, grab some beers and some high fives. Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. 
Special announcement from Platypus Brewery. F off mate. The latest tapping release is an American Hefeweizen that is chalky in appearance, generously dry hopped, imparting citrus and stone fruit flavors in a light and refreshing beer. Very easy on the palate. Also hitting the tap room at Platypus is Rough End of the Pineapple, a pineapple jalapeno sour. It sounds crazy, but it works very well, especially when you pair it with the chicken wings. Food specials all week long, including Chicken Parmy Tuesdays, Surf and Turf Wednesdays, Texas Barbecue Thursdays, and Fish and Chips Fridays. Platypusbrewing.com, open Tuesdays through Sunday. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show. Welcome back to second segment. Is that where we are now? Segment Top number two. Segment two. Excellent. We're here hanging out at Eureka Heights. Casey Motes is our guest. Saturday, you need to stop by Onion Creek. 11 to 3, DJ Muskrat is going to be out there spinning a bunch of badass funk music. So, as his is away, that is what he does. <laughs> it is... It is a good time. Onion Creek is a great place, really good food, and when you add some of his good baby-making funk music on top of it, it makes for a good uh, good way to start the weekend. Uh, Isn't that one of us over me? All the creeks are good places. Onion Creek has a special place in my life. Cedar Creek, I mean, not even blocks of us here. We're there all the time. Love it. Yeah, yeah Cedar Creek is, is another great place. You know, sitting outside, enjoying that. They do some decent fried chicken over there, too. Wherever they do their fried chicken days, <laughs> and Cedar Creek feels like it's somewhere else. It, like it yeah. has it has a vibe of like I'm not in Houston. I'm not. It has that almost that Axelrad feel, right? Like where you kind of get lost in like, where am I? This doesn't feel like Houston, Texas. That you know, yeah. per se. Yeah. Yeah. Running little that little mini creek, something about it. That little six inches of water makes you feel like you're. Oh, this is good. Yeah. You're in the hill country. Hill country. Yeah. yeah. You walk by, you see fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little minnows, and you're like, hey, look, there's fish. Yeah. <laughs> Let's drink some beers. Casey, what beer did you give us? This beer is oh, delicious. I uh, got you guys Axe Hat. I said this is uh, our newest year-round beer. It's a Quebec Pale Ale. So just kind of a yeah, Norwegian Pale Ale. No one really knows what that means. Just use a particular yeast strain. Uh, pretty much all Idaho 7 hops. Um, really kind of earthy. Got some fruity notes. A little bit of tropical. What's the, what's the ABV on 5. this? 5.3. So oh, right this is an all-day beer. Yeah, a little workhorse beer. <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah, <laughs> and Axe Hat was a name that we threw out. We're like, well, clearly we're not going to use that one. Let's keep going. And something about it just sticking in the back of your head. Got a little Viking on the label. Definitely fun to do something a little goofy, a little different. It is really good. This would have uh, done well for me yesterday on the golf course. Oof. Yeah, golfing on a Monday, drinking beer. It was good. Thursday afternoon, that's rough. It's been a, it's yeah. been, it's, it's a good start for what's going to be happening for the next week and a half in yeah, my you're world. Deep sea fishing tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm gonna come back like super tanned. Like right <laughs> now, you know, I'm a little sunburned. Yeah, working on it. But you're going deep sea fishing tomorrow. <laughs> no, not yet. That's a natural progression. <laughs> yeah. no, no. After golf, uh, John did lay out his ten his ten day schedule for me, and he's like, I'm "Really looking forward to not drinking next Thursday." And I yeah. was like, "Oh, okay, that's pretty good." <laughs> yeah, there's going to be there's a lot of activities going up uh, coming up here for like this weekend, be in Denver, and right. you know, 
Good things happen in Denver. Yeah. A lot of fun stuff. And then we come back on Tuesday, which next week will be the first show at House of Blues. So Drink of Ages live from House of Blues next week with uh, live music and Galveston Island Brewing Company. It's going to be hanging out. So coming back that Tuesday, which between now and then, there's something almost every day that you know involves <laughs> probably beer. And has to. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, by Thursday next week, it's going to be a, a nice day to relax and drink <laughs> lots of water. <laughs> yeah. Like J- J- John was saying that his wife was like, John, is this Denver trip just going to be something where you, we just drink, like drink all the time? And he's like, no, only the first two days. <laughs> two-day trip? It's, yeah, it's a two-day trip. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just for the first couple of days, that's yeah, all. Yeah. But, but uh, speaking of Denver, the GABF, not happening, 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 not happening. So, uh, it's horrible. We saw something, Great American Beer Festival. The festival is not happening. Yeah. They're going to do the competition. And, yeah, it's obviously it's the biggest beer festival in the U.S., maybe the world, I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember going... And just you're exposed to so much. You go to Denver. There's so many amazing breweries there already. And you go in this giant conference hall, and it's all these beer geeks. You get to run around, and eight what 800 breweries represented, or yes. I mean, it's something yes. comical. Like how yeah. do they all fit in there? Um, but CBC gonna go was going to be tied with it the two this year. Yeah. Right? So the, uh, it sounds like the Big Craft Brewers Conference, our big kind of industry conference, is going to happen. Oh, um, see you there. Yeah. <laughs> so, they haven't really released uh, a lot of the details yet. Um, uh, there should be some in-person element. Um, it's in September, so hopefully it's far enough away. But yeah, I mean, it's one of my favorite excuses to take a trip. Uh, it's a work trip. But I get to go to Nashville or Seattle or Washington, D.C. or San Diego. Well, last San year was going to be a perfect one because it was going to be what? San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, so last year was San Antonio. It was Antonio. a good excuse to load up almost the entire brewery. We yeah. were going to get Airbnb, just take everyone out there. No, we had some crazy Airbnb that was it like sleeps 20 people and was all like Spanish. Like it looked really awesome. I was bummed we didn't get to go just like hang out the Airbnb last year. Uh, in San Antonio, take a bunch of beer, do some events, but uh, hopefully Texas will get a chance to do it. I mean, it shows that Texas's beer scene has grown so much that the Brewers Association, which, again, generally what the conference are in, yeah, Denver and San Diego and Portland, these like, sort of like craft beer meccas, uh, were looking at Texas because it's grown so much yeah. in the craft beer industry. And, like, and, they, and they will soon, too, again, because yeah. everyone from California just migrated over here. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's where I was kind of surprised. I mean, I had a great time in Nashville, but CBC in Nashville. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was, it was like, it was a really good time. I got, I mean, yeah. So they're, they're trying to mix it around a little bit. Washington, D.C. is really fun. But in Nashville, I got to go to the Grand Old Opry when I, I got to go there for work. So that was a fun, just like, check that one off the bucket list. And, uh, the, like, but the CBC, it's like, it's like the, What's that one we go to at GABF every year, John? The Rare Craft Beer Oh, Denver Rare Beer Tasting. That, that is like, you know, not a lot yeah. of people know about it. Yeah. Of, and, and, and it's just a big, it's just a big industry boost fest. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. No, that's it. I mean, it's like, it's work. And you can know, you can definitely see the people like their first year or two at the conference. I'm like, okay, I'll be okay. But I mean, you're up at 738 to go meet with vendors and go to these technical seminars. And you can generally see it like the, the expo hall is a little slower a little later each day as people are like on their day three or four of the conference and like 
Yeah, uh, especially at Denver. I mean, that altitude gets to me. So yeah, that's what I blame it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the altitude, not the seven beers. Yeah, nothing to do so. with uh, what happened the night before. <laughs> like I went to a, the CBC that was in Philly. Yeah. And then uh, I remember going to CVS, and this lady's all like, so like just going in there looking for some uh, like Pedialyte. And, and this lady's like, "What is going on? Is there like a like a convention for like for like babies? Because we are all out of Pedialyte." <laughs> <laughs> and then Pedialyte started marketing towards hungover adults. So well, yeah, that was years ago, and yeah. they didn't know what they had, but every brewer did, right? Yeah, oh, that's a real move. I, I remember one day uh, going to by H E B and asking them where the Pedialyte lady was. So she was like, "How old's your baby?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't, I don't have a child." Just preparing for a weekend in New Orleans and trying to get ahead of it. So, yeah, I, I am slightly responsible because I'm at least aware of what I'm doing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it works though. It, it does. It, it definitely helps. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, Nashville was a good one, and then. It was supposed to be a San Antonio, and then it was going to be San Diego, right? Yeah. And then yes, they ended up canceling yeah. that one as well, moving it to Denver, and then I don't know. Which, which San Diego would have been great because our our new head brewer, a no label from San Diego, and he was like, "Oh, we're gonna, I got all the places, all the spots. It's gonna be a big return home, triumphant." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah," and then you know the year had its did its turn like it always does, and then. And then the, but then everything combined was like, oh, it's going to be a super, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the, and then no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then no. So, just so, another. Yeah. So just don't get your hopes up about anything yet. So we're getting there, but. Yeah, not quite yet. But if Drink of Ages can come back, anything can. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's what everyone was waiting on, I think. Now that this is back, everyone else feels well, good is, about. I don't know if it's a coincidence, but I've seen a lot more people out the last month. <laughs> <laughs> They were, waiting, they were waiting for you to come out of your cave, yeah. John. Yeah. I come out, my beard's still the same length. I looked exactly the same as I did when I went in, still homeless. Yeah, yeah that is not a quarantine beard. It's that's no, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that's it's actually shorter. I yeah, bet his I beard is, is long and white now. Yeah. But it was long and white. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, 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 not much change. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It is exciting. There are more events going on. Like, like there's a margarita, tequila, and taco festival I think coming up here in Houston. Okay, uh, I love all those things. Relevant so, to my interests. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's happening. Um, there's there are a few other festivals that are that are actually they're putting out there. So it's gonna be some uh, get out, do some more stuff, hang out with people, walk around. I don't see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. No, it feels like you see more of that every day. So we're excited to see what comes out. I mean, beer festivals. I mean, like it feels like it's been years since I've been to one of those. I think Wild 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 Wild, wild on, West I Brewfest. Can't say one wild Wild West, but yeah. no, just Wild West. You can. No, yeah. no, 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 I can't. The, the, uh, but yeah, that that's coming tentatively. I think this November. I okay. Say. Yeah. Yeah. No, all the big industry events. I know the um, yeah that the big. Uh, Texas Craft Brewers Guild Festival in mm -hmm. Austin, usually in September, and I, that's like tentative still. I'm still waiting for guild meetings to come back. Yeah, uh, or, yeah, monthly guild meetings. Again, just an excuse to hang out and drink beer with buddies on a Monday. The, the, the last one was at a Spindle Tap, and it was a, um, it was a, it was a super spread loving event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna comment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time though. But that, yeah, that was the last one, and that was March. Of last year, no, I no, the, yeah, the last one was it was in March, but then we they took a two month break, and then we was like, hey, let's let's get back to normal because when when everything started reopening, 
And then we did, I think it was like May. May, and okay. then And then we came out, like, it was like the Groundhog or whatever. It was coming. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut this down. <laughs> the, uh, and all last year was kind of, yeah. So it's um, like, our, like our brewer over here. He's like, hey, where do all the industry people meet up? I'm like, oh, we have a guild meeting. He's like, oh, when's that? Ah, we haven't had it in a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, let's take another break. And... Uh, Man, I don't know what beer is going to be next. I don't know. Good question. Uh, man, we just kicked some fresh Space Train IPA. That's our session West Coast. So John is not in Space Train. I can get on that Space Train. I bet you can get on many trains. This is Drink of Ages. <laughs> we'll be right back. Magnolia Brewing, a great place to bring the family and your dogs while enjoying some excellent beers. Lots of parking and a great outdoor area. Crawfish Chris is back this Saturday cooking up crawfish and all the fixings. Look for New Magnolia beers at HEBs and find them at Total Wine the weeks ahead. Stop by New Magnolia and see what we've been talking about. Great beers, great place, and great people. Search and follow New Magnolia Brewing on social media platforms for special releases and events. Happy 5th anniversary to Bobby and the gang at Backview Brewing up in Porter. Badass place to go and have some excellent pints. While you're there, try the anniversary beer, Rand, a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, fermented in fresh toasted oak barrels and bottle conditioned. Clocking it at a nice 9% ABV, this is one excellent beer. Also be on the lookout for Chola, a Mexican-style lager that is way too crushable, especially as temperatures are rising. Check it all out at backpewbrewing.com or stop by the sanctuary for some pints. Valentin's Brewery is a small but growing family-owned nano brewery in Pearland, Texas, making award-winning beers in all different styles. Always something new to try on tap. Bring the family and the dogs while enjoying the spacious backyard while the new tap room is being built. If you're into the sour stuff, Valentin's is releasing two Berliners, a pear and an apple. These beers are like adult Gatorades. Make the short drive to Valentin's and try some award-winning, very tasty brews. Valentin's.com, V-A-L-L-E-N-S-O-N-S.com. This week's brew ops at True Anomaly, fresh off the canning line, is Sally, a kettle soured American ale with strawberry and whole cut rhubarb to create a mildly sweet and tart treat, just like Grandma used to make. Sally Kristen Ride was an American astronaut and physicist. She joined NASA in 1978 and became the first American woman in space in 1983 aboard the Space Shuttle Challenger. That is something we can all definitely raise a glass to. If you're heading out to watch the Astros, Rockets, or Dynamos, stop by for a beer before the game and walk to the stadiums. Trivia every Tuesday, DJ Cherry Bounce on Thursdays. Check out their website, trueanomalybrewing.com.
All right, we are back. You are listening to Drinking Pages Radio Show here on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, yes. co-host, DJ Muskrat, the producer, Casey Motes, our guest, Eureka Heights. Here we are. Your guys' brewing company. Uh, I was sitting there, I had it in my head, but man, I don't know, I started drinking the, this next beer, some Space Train, but how many years have you guys been in business? Uh, we we opened in August 2016. We sold our first beer. Uh, we were business in 2015. They didn't make money for a long time. But then uh, we had our first check August 3rd, 2016. That one's framed upstairs. We forgot to cash it, so we ever need to do that. We'll just bring Wait, that there's glass. an upstairs to this place. There is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, it's gonna be our five year anniversary this year in August, which is crazy to think about. Uh, yeah, um, how much things have changed and. Uh, it's Houston beer scene in general, where it was and where it's gone, and just the amount of killer beer that's out in the world now. Definitely, the Houston market has changed drastically, and you know, over the last decade, and then the last five years, you've seen it just explode yeah. even more. And although, in the, even this last year in the pandemic, we saw several more breweries open up, with some opening up right right now. Yeah, well, like you can't two or three stop those business plans. You know, like people are probably ready to go, and it's like, what do you do, right? I feel sorry for people like Local Group that kind of, you know, they opened yeah. one month before the world just and completely poor, shut yes. down. But with, with a bur- perfect, with a great location, uh, great concept, really good food, really good beer, and then all of a sudden they can't be open. But then there's breweries that are like, you know, opening up like Senate, which we were at last night, yep. that like opened up during uh, like kind of like this pandemic on the other side. And that guy has been able to who's also the mayor of Jersey Village, he was telling us that he's been able to use that brewery as almost like a public resource. Yeah. as like for RO water and, 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 and hot food. And, and he's, had, he's having to surge because he's on the right end of the... It's, it's a wild, wild year. Yeah, I think when you're... Yeah, you're telling us you're right, business plans. It takes years of planning and <laughs> got to find money and a location and deal with permits and equipment and all this. So... I mean, a year is crazy, but that's in the grand scheme of things. It's likely a two, three-year process. And depending where you're at, I know people that were working on it and decided to just kind of delay that a year, kind of wait and see where things shake out. It might be personal, might be some other factors involved too. I mean, uh, but yeah, you're right. As people did open, and I mean, breweries are community. They're public houses. They're supposed to bring people together. So Senate Avenue was a great example of that. I mean, they open up during pandemic when I don't think they could allow people to come inside and drink their beer when they first opened up. And they were based around people showing up at their place, going inside and drinking beer. Yeah. But they still were able to do something, sell beer to go. And you saw people support them. And they were doing things yeah, the right way, offering water during the freeze and all that. Well, during the freeze, it's like uh, Backfish, which is over near uh, uh, John. Like, you know, they have an RO system over there. So they're like, here, we got some water, you know, like, yeah. like it's good to go. Come in and take it. The, and Well, I went by there, filled up 10 gallons, came home, and I was like, man, that Pearland water really sucks <laughs> compared <laughs> to this, this RO water. It's like, this stuff doesn't have a smell. <laughs> what are we doing, Pearland? <laughs> I'm not used to my water so odorless. <laughs> yeah. It's it like Kool-Aid tastes like Kool-Aid. That's how but, you know you're home. That is, home uh, water smell. <laughs> home water. Yeah. Turn the shower on and get that sulfur. Yeah. But we, we were talking during the break about how 
during the pandemic, like you guys were on this incredible aggressive release schedule. Yeah. How you guys had like all the thought bubbles in the bank of like, here's beers we can do in you know, 21, 22, 23. And all of a sudden it was just like, shoot all the nuts. Yeah, because... pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as things are going down, like, yeah, uh, I mean, our production slowed down. And so we had extra tanks, extra capacity. We were fortunate we had just installed a bunch of pilot tanks. Um, in early March last year, something we wanted to really grow. Part like yeast management to help us on the back end of production, part to do some experimental. And it turned into like, what can we do to get people coming out? Uh, we opened up our drive-through the week after the city shut us, or we got shut down the first time. And man, we were blown away by the amount of people that came out to support and everyone stuck at home watching Tiger King. They were excited to have some day beers, <laughs> working from home, whatever, for their two weeks they were gonna work from home, yeah. figure that out. And uh, yeah, uh, but what we saw is that people were asking like, what's new? And something we always try to do in the tap room is do some experimental stuff, maybe a real pilot batch, it might be on a one keg. Uh, we were able to do these, um, package them in cans, release them out the drive-through, people could try something new, something to get excited about last April and May when we were all kind of in this funk. Um, we have an in-house designer and she, I don't think was expected. It's like, well, you must have. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jen Lugo's designed our logo when we first started out. She joined us uh, a year and a half ago, and been fortunate to have her on board just to be able to knock out these things and um, have fun with it. Try weird stuff. Um, we could do a variant of a base beer. We could do a completely new beer. We did a lot of triple dry hop mini boss, sort of like what John was talking about with the experimental stuff. Pick this cool, fun new hop. Highlight this base beer that we always have around so we could do this showcase this new ingredient and people get excited about it um and i think without that without the support of our regulars and a lot of people that are here tonight that come by and take care of our team i mean we're able to get through it and all said it was okay last year um considering we yeah our tapering was shut down what half the year six or seven months out of the year yeah we just had our annual big board meeting and i yeah i'm coming the same note with all things being considered at uh knock on wood it kind of dodged a bullet the, uh, well it's great whenever like you can look back and go that year was okay and be proud yeah. about it <laughs> and, yeah and know that it was it could have been a whole lot worse i think it's one of the most fun well not fun things uh i guess exciting things about pandemic and shutdowns is like watching people at no label how you adapt and sort of when your feet are to the fire i mean restaurants selling frozen daiquiris to go i mean all these things that some of the laws change allowed flexibility for businesses to operate in different ways they couldn't um eight row flint we were grabbing from frozen drinks from there and getting takeout from huey's down the street and sit, going home and having yeah. kind of a nice little wednesday that would have been like us going out and about before so uh, just watching people adapt was inspiring, and it, it's cool how creative people in the industry can be. And uh, yeah, we did. I know uh, every weekend we would do uh, drive-through uh, visits, where we'd like, all right, let's go visit three breweries, because everyone's a drive-through right now. Yeah. And uh, also, it was like R and D though. Like, yeah. like, like, how is everyone else doing their drive-through <laughs> system? You guys had a real good one, but then you go to others and be like, eh. You guys need more tents out here, more signage. <laughs> you need to get a good flow on controlling traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Flow traffic. No, uh, yeah, our drive-through, we were able to keep our pretty much our whole team working, and that's obviously a huge goal of last year. And, um, and we've never run a drive-through before. That was never in the business model. So trying to just figure this out, and I think it was our, maybe, I think it was either our taproom manager or events coordinator. They're like, well, we don't know what we're doing, so we're just going to go set up outside, and we're going to post a picture on Instagram and see what happens. And, yeah, immediately people were all about it. Um, yeah. 
We get you can order online. Still now we're gonna have it and something we're gonna keep probably forever moving forward. Same here. We, we've converted. We had a parking space outside our office that we are converting just to. You just pull up, yeah. park, call the tap room. They deliver beers to you. Yeah. You get up and go because because it, it works and people like it. It's convenient. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, well, you you mentioned Huey's. I don't see them getting rid of their drive-through. I mean, no, I I, yeah. So you've seen like changes in completely. Yeah, they I think redid their parking lot recently to kind of help with that, add more outdoor seating, and these are now some permanent changes. I think businesses have seen that um, consumers' preferences may have shifted. I mean, curbside from all the yeah. from the grocery stores. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who don't plan to go grocery shopping in the store anymore. I love it, so I do, but uh, I don't know if my wife is. So uh, it's sort of like these changes that sort of got expedited. Uh, I do, I do a lot of Amazon Fresh, so it's kind of like, it's just, they're like, repeat the last order? Hold on, where did I buy? Where did I buy? Yeah, I guess that's yeah. it. <laughs> well, I needed stuff for banana pudding the other day, and I knew the stores were going to be crazy, so I just did it online, ordered it, drove up, they had it, put it in their car, and I'm like, okay, that is actually pretty easy. <laughs> Much easier than trying to fight, you know, go in and they have like three lanes open and all of them self-scan and nobody knows how to scan anything. <laughs> they can get a, yeah, so a lot of changes that happen, I think, are going to be beneficial yeah. for a lot of businesses. Uh, with the drive-thrus, I think that's one of the coolest things that, that you could possibly do is just drive through a brewery, get crowlers and, and beers to go and just keep driving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for me, I've got a couple kids now, and if I've got them with me. And it's just Don't. a different outing if we're trying to go inside somewhere and visit. And sometimes that's great. That's what we want to do. And sometimes I just really want to try a, a new beer from that's got released that I'm excited about. And it gets me a chance to go support, yeah, another local brewery. So, it was like a year ago last weekend. I was celebrating 11 Below's anniversary in their drive-thru. Like, like Jeff's out there, Tom, you're here. I was like, happy birthday, man. It's like, it's like just the way you intended, huh? Yeah. And he's like... Absolutely. <laughs> like a high five, six feet away. Congratulations. Yeah. That's when you just like take a rubber glove and just throw it at them and, well, like, and then drive off and real fast. And then when the cold, the, the cold snap hit, like we did this very quick. It's like, what do we do? It's like, because uh, we had some of our pipes burst, so our restrooms were out, which our restrooms were out, and can't open the, can't open yeah. the tap room. So it was like, I guess let's do a drive-through throwback, and we we were very good because of all that in and out <laughs> that the, that the governor kind of put us through with like you're closed, you're not closed, yeah. you're closed again. Like we were very good at converting the tap room to a drive-through on a dime. So uh, so it was like all right, cold snap drive-through. We're just drive-through only, yada yada. And we have like we have a big yard. We have vendors and yeah. food trucks and stuff like that. And so it was so everyone just <laughs> huddles in this driveway path. And so you go through like a car wash lane where you can like get all your stuff and and, and like and move on. But it was a it it was, it was a horrible year, but it also there it was weird fun to be had in all yeah. those challenges. I think it was yeah. And so just, <laughs> the the challenges were consistent, but it was cool to see when you had this something that worked because we tried a lot of things that we had never thought about or these ideal like pretty far down on the brainstorming list just throw it against well, the wall well casey you released 84 beers last year yeah, i mean yeah. uh pat yourself on the back it was 87 <laughs> i think it was uh, yeah a lot of beers uh but virtual tastings we did some of those that were fun and we found some other virtual partnerships that have kind of worked out well something in would have never happened and we can do these sort of uh without necessarily trying to get 80 people together that um, we did one with a PTA association and like, yeah, they could do a fundraiser and we could just be a part of it and they could do something 
that was still beneficial while people could still be at home. And that might be something they're doing in two or three years from now, just from the ease of it, versus trying to rent a space and do a big event. So that's really cool. It's been a lot of fun. All right, let's take another quick break and get back. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> the space train, man. On the second getting to me. This is what I'm going to say. I'm just going to blame it on the space train. We are going to take a break, <laughs> and when we get back, we'll be still hanging out. You said that twice out. now, John. <laughs> you just want to close this one out, Tom? Go ahead. Uh, we will see you guys at the final segment of Drink of Ages Radio at Eureka Heights. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> an event in mind and looking for a place that is fun and beer is involved host your next event at a brewery at spindle tap they have full venue rental and partial rental options that are perfect for company events birthday parties weddings receptions and more host a memorable event at a venue that offers a fun atmosphere and many amenities email info at spindletap.com or call 713-325-1477 to get more details Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated, not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key T Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. Hey, this is Blake Harris, the general manager of Rudyard's British Pub. Just want to invite you guys out to our Thursday night steak and pint night. It's $25 for a 16-ounce New York strip, party potatoes, Caesar salad, and a free pint. As well, starting at 7 o'clock, we've got $4 pints all night long. Right now, we're doing about 20 on draft, and in the near future, we will be increasing that number. So come check us out. We're at 2010 Wall Drive in Montrose. Drink of Ages Radio Show. <laughs> what? 
I don't know. It's just I looked up and everybody started laughing. So yeah, was four to get, seconds, all these the giggly one. It, you know what? That part is actually true. I mean, it happens every single time. Weird. It's, it's like, you guys ready to get started? And then it's like, yeah, let's get started by serious. And then all of a sudden, it's like, right, it's like, okay, this is Drink of Age radio show here on ESPN 97.5. And then everybody starts laughing. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> that is still the case. That is still still what's going on. And we are still here at Eureka Heights hanging out, Casey Moats. Yeah. Uh, we've gone Tom through. something or other. Tom yes, Painter. Tom something or other. Just like my dad called me when I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank that's you not what he called you. No, no, he called me Axe Hat. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, it's nice being out here. Thank you guys for having us out and actually yeah. opening when you guys aren't supposed to be open. Yeah, we open the doors on a Tuesday. It's fun hang out with some buddies and drink beer, and I mean that's always a reason to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tuesdays, I- I'm usually like cooking dinner right now, so instead of that, I'm working. Uh, working hard, but uh, hard work. What are you going to be cooking later, though? That's uh, the- <laughs> not tonight. That's oh, tomorrow. I got. That's a punt situation. We're uh, just going to go ahead and yeah, pick up something on the I way. Home. We're about to do the the fifth segment over at your yeah. house, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the barbecue segment. <laughs> so here we are at uh, Casey's dinner table. Uh, oh, beautiful wife. Uh, <laughs> she, she doesn't look very happy right now. That we're all here, set up microphones in her living room. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can only, you know, I, I, I can only understand like what I've been through myself, you know, and my own wife, and which, how she would behave, and and uh, yeah, she wouldn't be too happy with that either. Yeah, but it's worked. Well, baby. mostly because she it's knows worked. you. I think is yeah. the issue. Well, she doesn't so, listen yeah. to the show, so yeah, yeah. That, that, that's also uh, John's only refuge <laughs> in defense. <laughs> oh man, yeah, here we are, Eurigites. What oh beer God. did I get? Uh, oh no, the the hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. Yes. John John looked directly down. I don't think that's not it. That's, that's not the hazy IPA. So, but uh, John looked for, directly for, down. For the directly last segment, down. we got a. Oh, I see that. I think uh, today it hit ninety degrees, so uh, I got us some of our barrel aged imperial milk stout. Oh my it's, uh, God. Twelve percent. This is actually a, uh, the keg we have on tap was brewed in twenty seventeen. We released it in twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, twelve percent. Lots of roast. Aged in Woodford Reserve barrels for about 12 months, so um, <laughs> I figure it's a, a nice day to ring in summer. So we got a little pour of this guy, so it'll wake you up. Cheers, you sleep. Cheers. You know, it's been Great fun. Final segment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we've been. Uh, I've enjoyed myself here at Eureka Heights. Yeah, as John loves the low ABV <laughs> beers we made. And we'll all enjoy ourselves in uh, Casey's living room later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think you're driving us home, right? I don't think anyone and knows I, my address, so as long as that stays, yeah. Or, well, but I think that it says like, you're driving us home, and that means you're home. <laughs> That's what, where we're going. Uh, I remember uh, Nuke the Wells. This was this was the first time you guys brewed it, though, right? It was 2017? We actually, yeah, released it. Um, Nuke the Wells, which is a dumb Simpsons reference. Uh, we've got about 20 Simpsons references spread throughout our beers. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, our first anniversary. We wanted to do something barrel-aged. So about two months after we actually brewed our first batch, we got some bourbon barrels, threw some beer in there, um, just to kind of see what happened. We didn't know what a barrel aging program would look like at the time and um we love milk stouts love these big roasty beers um how they pair and how great they taste the three months of winter we get or three weeks of winter or whatever we got this year um 
And uh, yeah, so we got some bourbon barrels, uh, made the beer, threw it in there, our first anniversary, and um, it was really fun to do this. We had variants, we had different types of barrels, we did this big tasting, and it was a really cool way to kind of geek out with some people before our main anniversary party and hang out. And then since then, it sort of turned into a Black Friday release, because we talked about doing something for Black Friday, and we're like, the beer is, it said, none more black, just as black as it can get. Uh, so we do this day after Thanksgiving, a barrel-age release every year, throw a big party, show up. Um, I think we do some merch sales, and you can stock up all your Christmas presents and all that. So <laughs> become a little annual release, really the only kind of annual barrel-age release we do. The first time that you guys released this, I came by, and we sampled some. Yeah. Hung out for a little bit. This is this is one of the breweries that you know I regularly just kind of pop into. <laughs> That's that yeah, is accurate. Like when you're not yeah. open. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just be like, hey guys, what's going on? Like and last week. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes they're canning, you know, mini boss, and it's yeah. a great day when you can pull a you know a can of mini boss right <laughs> off the line. But um, but I came here and. Uh, picked up those bottles and i still have several of those bottles right. from the very first release yeah we don't have many here because we do we've kind of do seller releases every once in a while we did that some in the drive-through black friday but yeah we've only got a handful of probably bottles left in the back of our cooler um, this right here would be great over some vanilla ice cream yeah Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Let's get the ice cream. Do you, do you have any ice cream with you? As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I carry French fries and uh, ice cream with me yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. One of the, like your pocket tots. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Pocket, pocket <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's fun. And we actually right now we've got uh, a version of this beer from 2020. So it was different barrels. So we actually got some Balcones whiskey barrels for that version. So we kind of keep the main recipe the same, and we work with different. Um, suppliers to find what bourbon barrels are available, what's fresh at the time. So it's always neat to see. It's very similar, but you actually get some subtle differences from the different bourbons, just like, yeah, when you're drinking them. So. Well, that and, uh, you know, give them one year, an extra year to age in the bottle. Yeah, they mellow out they mellow usually out. a little bit. And then when we make these beers, we try to make sure they're drinkable early on. Sometimes with these 12 13% beers, it can be very aggressive. The case kind of hot like a little intense and we try to give enough time from when we actually put it in the barrel to when we release it but it's always a challenge with these big beers they can be a little uh a little abrasive early on and then six months later a year later they might mellow out in a good way sometimes it just changes it in a way that you weren't intending but it's always fun to watch um so yeah certainly as we kind of had an open tap we dig around in the back of the cooler and see what what something fun we could put on especially for tonight do something cool and kind of limited for our crew. Well, the beer's delicious. I can say these beers are going down pretty easy. I it's, it's one of those where I need to set it to set it over here and go no, back put to it directly in front of you, John. <laughs> I know this isn't the hey. So I'm, I don't even know what beer it is that I have. No one knows. Yeah, it's no one a mystery beer. Well, it's that hazy IPA. Obviously, we have the mystery tap. It's kind of like the little uh, lollipop flavors that are just mystery. You yes. never know what you're gonna get. It's like between the runs, so it's probably from that. Well, sometimes those are the best. Yeah. <laughs> is, it, is it coconut? Is it cherry? No one knows. It's never the flavor you want it to be. I think it's uh, the um, Hypothesis series. This is making me radio. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just 
<laughs> does it, it kind of look like that color? That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> sounds good. No one can confirm or deny that. I think yeah. you're good. If you say it confidently, we'll all believe you. Except for, you know, before it worked out great because it was all on the radio and I can say anything, but now there's video evidence of what actually happened. He's staring at the menu like, uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, no, we drank like two or three beers during the whole show. Now there's yeah. video evidence to, it says otherwise. I didn't realize these were actually recording, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's just props. Yeah. Uh, all of a I don't know what to do with my hands all of a sudden. Uh, well, there's been we we've learned that uh, certain heights of tables are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are good and bad with the cameras. You know, if, if you you know, if you want to have the good crotch shot through the whole time, the yeah, higher tables yeah. are good. Yeah, we, we, we were over at Megaton and uh, it was uh, it was crotch shot city. I yeah. should say. Yeah, yeah one of the most one of infamous beers, shows. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Jason came over and was like, "Hey, we have a crotch situation." I was like, "Oh <laughs> no, what uh, what's happening?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like we cover up and go to the side and you never know but yeah these are four amazing cameras capturing all the fidelity of you can uh, watch all this, this on is, our YouTube channel this is an IMAX or 3D how it's it, 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 everything you yeah. know VR if you if you watch this in VR then we're in there in your bedroom yeah. with you so having real, beers yeah. So it's and, so. and somehow we figured out how to touch too so yeah, it's <laughs> OnlyFans Drink of Ages uh, you want to really get involved? <laughs> Once we launch that Drink of Ages Plus experience, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. unlock the Casey Moats uh, living yeah, room yeah. segment yeah. Where, yeah. where we intrude on him and the dinner with his kids. That's the real <laughs> VIP experience yeah, yeah. right there <laughs> that only we can offer. Pork chop smell really Pork comes chops. through the VR Ooh. helmet. Man, is that bacon in those green <laughs> beans? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> is it bedtime? Do we have to like... <laughs> Watch John, like, like put your kids to sleep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just watch, like, we're sitting there brushing our teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Getting ready for bed. Long, yeah, good nursery rhymes. That's good. The good thing is, uh, or not really good, the sad part is somebody <laughs> would pay for that <laughs> <laughs> to be part of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Casey. Now, man, appreciate you uh, having us out here for this week's show. And then uh, we covered a lot. I'm yeah, not lying a lot about of things done. a lot of, a lot of uh, conversation. Well, we started strong. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think we, we 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 put together some very great money making ideas. Yeah. You know, in this, uh, add some merch to that, and man, we'll, we'll do well. Yeah, listen, we'll do well. Casey's Casey's living room double IPA. Yeah, it would be a great beer. I think that's the name of the next beer is Casey's Couch. The label Casey's Couch is a great name for a beer. It's been a while since you've been on a beer label, so you can just do that laying down. Oh man, (laughs) I mean, what's our appreciate you, man? It's been a whole lot of fun. Beer's fantastic. If you've never been out to Eureka Heights, man, it's it's just right here. I mean, it's in the Heights. It's where we 18th Street, 18th and Shepherd, just down the street. Um, yeah, tap rooms open Thursday through Sunday. Come check us out. Uh, beers all over Houston, Galveston, Beaumont. So yeah, come drink beer. Come drink beer at Eureka Heights. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank everybody that came out here today to hang out with us. Uh, appreciate you guys for stopping by. Good to see a bunch of familiar faces. Good to see a bunch of some DOA mugs out yeah. there as well. And. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, various other uh, uh, 
I don't know. MySpace. Only MySpace. MySpace. Video on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Just check it out on Alta Vista. The new U porn station is <laughs> there. But no, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, next week we will be at House of Blues. We will be. With uh, Galveston Island Brewing Company and music guest Robert Kuhn. So come by, check it out. We'll talk to everybody next week. Music is back at Drink of Ages. Yeah. <laughs>